0: This morning's reading is is taken from the book of 1 Peter, uh, chapter 3, verses 1 to 11. Wives, in the same way submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behaviour of their wives, when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewellery or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God, used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives, And treat so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Finally, all of you, be like minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you are called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you, sarah jo. And you would have thought, bearing in mind that I, uh, I plan the sermon series and we're in 1 Peter at the moment and I choose who speaks week from week, I could have avoided this passage. Uh, and believe you me, I tried. <laughs> but it's bounced back. <laughs> so let's pray. Father, as we come now to your word, we ask that you would open our hearts and minds to see you afresh, to experience your love and to be challenged in our calling. In your name. Amen. Well, as we've gone through 1 Peter, we've <clears throat> we've had that sort of individual challenge and now we're moving into a sort of corporate uh, and collective Challenge Last week, <clears throat> hopefully you'll be able to remember that we were looking at being called by name. God has a personal interest in each one of us and we are called to be that holy nation, that royal priesthood. But of course, whenever you live in a, a society, humankind enters in and then we seem to get, particularly where men are concerned you seem to create a hierarchy. It's those who shout loudest that get heard and uh, it's those of importance who put themselves above others. So I'm going to turn to the uh, passage in a moment uh, but I just want to look a little bit about the context of uh, these verses and how they would Uh, have come across at the time. Because this is a passage which many will read quickly and be frustrated, possibly even angry. Typical misogynistic man writing a passage about submissive wives. From the beginning of the Bible we're told that God created humans in his own image. Genesis 1:27 So God created man in his own image in the image of God he created them male and female he created them The text interestingly is plural It's the same phrase the same words used for both male and female There is an equality woman is born out of man because there needs to be a partnership and a relationship Humankind, however, after the fall, as I say, brings in this sort of hierarchy and structure. And the role of women in the uh, early period of history is nothing short, uh, as we would say, uh, as submissive. The wife was to call the husband their master. This is from Genesis 18, verse 12. Uh, God has told Abraham that he will have many children. And then we read, Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out and my master is old, will I now have this pleasure? Some translations actually say, uh, my Lord is old. So there is an, an expectation that the woman calls their husband master or lord. Judges 19 At daybreak the woman went back to the house where her master was staying, fell down at the door and lay there until daybreak when her master got up in the morning and so on. So that was the expectation of the time. The woman was classed as a possession along with the cattle and the livestock. Don't believe me? Exodus 20 verse 17 you could look at Deuteronomy 5:21 if you want. You shall not covet your neighbour's house. You shall not covet your neighbour's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbour. So the woman is a chattel. It gets uh, just as bad in Ruth. Ruth, we think, is a progressive book because Ruth is, uh, along with um, Naomi, uh, changing the course of this history. Boaz said, on the day you buy the land from Naomi and from Ruth the Moabites, you acquire the dead man's widow in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. So again, the woman is seen as property. Women also had no, uh, women also had no inheritance. That was given to other members of the family. Numbers 27. Say to the Israelites, if a man dies and leaves no son, give his inheritance to his daughter. No mention of the wife there. And if the man died, the woman was thrown to Charity. It was only God that looked after the women. Psalm 146. It's the Lord who watches over the alien and sustains the fatherless and the widow. And so we start to go through the Bible and we see that actually this attitude is challenged and it's challenged first of all by Jesus Christ who did not treat women any differently from men. Jesus taught women. That in itself was a novel. Unbelievably, but it was novel. I mean, actually, think of some societies today, even in Afghanistan. The women, the females, are not supposed to be taught. But Jesus taught the women. He spoke to them. He spoke to them in public. Shocking. He rescued them. And there are as many uh, incidents of women being healed by Jesus as there are men. And in the Gospel we see the very Christ child come to the temple, honoured by Simeon and also by Anna the prophetess. Man and woman, both coming to Jesus Christ. The followers of Jesus were men and women and then we go through the bible and we come to that great misogynist paul was he really galatians three twenty eight there is neither jew nor gentile slave or free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in christ Jesus. that was paul. he goes on in ephesians five twenty one submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Verse 28, in this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. There is a real sense of mutuality and Paul continues in 1 Corinthians 7. The wife does not have authority over her own body. She yields it to her husband. Next sentence in the same way the husband does not have authority over his body but yields it to his wife. So we see this passage as we're moving through the Bible of how the order that humankind has put in place is being challenged by the gospel of Christ. And so, finally we reach 1 Peter. And look... If you have your Bible open, it's page 1219. Verse 1, wives in the same way. Verse 7, husbands in the same way. In the same way, what? Or whom? Well, of course, at the end of the previous chapter, Peter has just given an illustration of how Jesus Christ died that we might all have a relationship with God. And so he says in the same way as I've just told you about Jesus Christ have a relationship with each other which draws people to Jesus Christ and to God the Father. In the same way Women and men are to behave in such a way as to draw attention to the relationship that we can have with God the Father. Then verse 8 brings it all together. Finally, all of you. The words of encouragement are for all the people, whatever gender, whatever identity. So far from reading this passage quickly and seeing in it Uh, division and superiority, this is exactly the opposite. This is not division and superiority. Peter is trying to say the aim here is relationship. First of all, relationship with God and then relationship with each other. We are called to submit. And of course the word wife or woman and submit has been put together incorrectly because this passage is for women and it is for men in exactly the same way. In the same way, submit. To submit, submission is the voluntary giving of yourself in adoration and love to somebody else. So Peter is saying, submit to your relationship with God. So to repeat, in the same way is to do the same as Christ. To give ourselves for the glory of God and to draw attention and allegiance to God the Father. To bring us to that point of submission. Where each of us would voluntarily cooperate and respect anyone out of love. And again, that goes through all uh, of the Bible. Do you remember that series we did in Acts? Where the, the message of God had come to the Jews and it was then going to the Gentiles, and they couldn't understand why all of us here in this room were included. And in the Bible we see it is it it is not what goes into a human which makes them impure. It is what comes out. So it's from inside. Change your inside. Change your heart, your mind, your soul and what comes out will be of God. Our actions reflect the fact that we love other people. Now, in our interviews this week, there were four of us there interviewing these candidates. And I have to say, uh, if we wanted diversity, we could not have found more diverse people to sit in front of us than we had on Thursday. And it was exciting, it was challenging and it was empowering. We were challenged in terms of what they would bring to us as a congregation. And that, I have to say, really set us on fire. It was great to be in that room together. It would mean collaboration it would mean conciliation, perhaps reconciliation, actually, because these people were challenging us more than we were asking them. And we felt strongly, the four of us, including the Archdeacon, that we as a church were being called to do something different, to do something new, to do something imaginative to follow Christ in a new way which would challenge our preconceived ideas it would make us uncomfortable and we will need to start new things the answer to which is great, let's do the new things who's going to help us? which of the people we're interviewing is going to help? these are the days that we need what do you mean you can't do a Thursday? oh but that's when we need you What do you mean you're not always available on Sundays? That's when we need you. So, for very real and practical purposes, as much as anything, we found ourselves unable to appoint any of the people sitting in front of us. But they still left us with this challenge. Because we felt that we had heard from God. In a very real way, we had heard God's voice. In a very real way, our relationship had been set right with God. Our understanding of where the church was going had been set right with God. What we need to do is work out what that means in practice. Because having set our relationship with God, we need to set our relationship with each other Uh, And by each other, I don't just mean in here, I mean with our community. Because that's where uh, we need to reach out. And it challenged me personally in identity. I keep telling you, I've been reading a lot about identity. And particularly, I mean, in terms of gender and orientation and, you know, where we stand in our identity in Christ. And I was challenged again by these people. I need to get my relationship with God right and then other things will fit into place. Then I will see. I was helped. um, So we we had these interviews on Thursday and on Friday morning I was up on Puley Downs walking the dog quite early in the morning. And I don't know if you remember Friday morning but it had been raining heavily overnight and the sun was pouring down And it was almost a super reality that I was seeing. Everything was so clear. It was so fresh. And there were these pockets where I could almost see the blades of grass on the hillside opposite. Yet in the middle there was mist. And I couldn't see anything at all. And to me I just stood there thinking, God you are speaking to me here. I can see some things but I can't see everything and there are people living down there in the gloom who can't see anything there'll be people in that field there who can see that field perfectly but they can't see this bit over here and we've all we all stand in different places but we inhabit the same landscape the landscape for all of us is the same And little by little, during the day, the sun came and picked out the pockets so that I could see more and more and more. And I think God is doing that with us and will do that with us. We all stand in different places. We all have a different perspective, but we inhabit the same landscape. And as the sun, S-O-N, Comes among us, we will be able to see things more clearly. And this call is therefore to each one of us. We have to set right our relationships with God and then each other. And Peter gives us, I will, I did, I will return to the passage. Um, He gives us five uh, key uh, phrases in verse eight. Finally, all of you, live in harmony. We should have the same focus on the same goals and the same call from God. Live in harmony. Be sympathetic. We are not all in the same place. We do not all have the same view and the same perspective, but we inhabit the same landscape. And so, let's be sympathetic and empathetic responding to each other he goes on love each other now I have stood here many times with a wedding couple in front of me and of course the talk is all about love but love is not just the gooey I love you darling can I kiss the bride yet it is that and they can't wait But it's more than that. And what I always say about weddings is that love is thinking of the other person before yourself. That is love. And so we should love each other. Then we go on. Be compassionate. We need to see the need. We need to see the need in each other to have our hearts touched, warmed, to reach out, to care and finally we need to be humble we need to encourage one another we need to be pleased of each other's success we need to be able to stack the chairs that's what one of the candidates said when we said what do we what do we get when we uh, when we employ you and said i'll stack the chairs for you which was good and it's a challenge because you need to be able to stack the chairs before you've got any right or respect with other people and in living like this, in these five things in harmony, in sympathy in love, in compassion and humility, there we have unity and we found last week didn't we, at the service last week there is nothing so powerful as living out the call which is upon our life walking the talk our identity is in Christ. Ephesians 5:21 again. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. We're all moving forwards together and it's good to learn what has been but the future is different and we are being called to something new and it's great to look back and learn but we can't inhabit the past because God is calling us to the future and we need to pray I'm going to be in the vestry at the end if that's alright Nick if you want to go to the back I'm going to be praying so if anything today has touched you or you want to pray about anything come and I'll be there to pray I also want to bring us all so that we hold each other's feet to the fire because God is calling us to something new and I, I see prayer as this great furnace it's a place where we refine God's thoughts we see his power and his energy and so we're going to have a furnace meeting on Wednesday, half past seven here in church and we will pray and we will be together and we will have regular furnace meetings I quite liked that this morning when I thought of it Um, but we will pray And we need to pray as individuals but we need to pray together regularly because for God to move among us we need his Holy Spirit to be upon us. So let's pray now. Oh Lord Jesus, thank you for these challenging passages. Thank you that when we dip into them that we can see the depth of your love, the strength of your calling and the power of your spirit to send us out in love for you. So Lord, we do indeed pray that you would do a new work among us, that you would send us out in the love and power of your spirit to your praise and your glory. Amen.